Five, four, three, two, one. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Paul here, realestatepodcastshow.com, and the host of the hottest new real real estate reality show. No scripts, no bullshit, uh, and definitely no actors here. So, um, best show that you'll ever, ever hear. Uh, and of course, there's a video element as well. If you check out my uh, Instagram and TikTok, you'll see all the details there. So, today's podcast is a very important one because I've been hearing a lot about what people think might balance the market? What would be the perfect market? And it made me think, okay, I've been doing this now for 22 years. As of this year, I started in August of 2020, August of 2000. Uh, I've been doing this. So I've been through a couple different markets. Back when I started, and yes, that sounds like a dinosaur talking, but back when I started, um, there were uh, very complicated contracts, a lot of them being, uh, including a VTB, which is a vendor take back, uh, and all kinds of unusual clauses that you don't see very much today. In fact, you don't see hardly any clauses in today's agreements. But I'm here to tell you that those clauses, those protections are actually the sign of a very healthy market. So here is, just in a nutshell, just to give you guys something to think about, here is my idea of what a perfect balanced market is. Now, because it's highly unlikely it's going to happen because I say so, um, I'm just putting it out there in the universe and uh, let's just see what happens. Over the years, what I've done, and I've looked back at this to sort of look at the numbers, um, sort of see what the general messaging was at that time, and this is even before social media, so, uh, and I've been keeping notebooks, by the way, and I still keep a notebook every day, uh, and I jot notes down, uh, client comments, um, market, uh, especially I keep track of market um, predictions. I love keeping track of those because so many of them are wrong. And you'll be a fool to listen to everyone who's talking on Twitter and on TikTok and on Instagram and giving you all these really just crazy opinions. And uh, six months ago, some of these people were, um, you know, doing a completely different job they jumped in because they saw maybe the uh, uh, the green sort of jumped into their eyes and they uh, often have in some cases a bad case of commission breaths I call it CB but commission breath is something that um, if you ever met a realtor who can't even see you all they can see you like like in the cartoons where um, uh, what, do you, what do you call that uh, I think it's uh, the Elmer Fudd would see Foghorn Leghorn as just like a cooked chicken. Sometimes that's the way someone, if someone's looking at you that way, you know, you know what that look is. So if you have that experience or if you know someone like that, uh, I would separate yourself from them ASAP. So here is my definition of what I'd call the perfect market. And this actually is going to be more uh, about my personal experience. And hopefully some of it makes sense to you. And if it doesn't, by all means, reach out and uh, let's discuss what would make sense to you. But for me, the last few years of not really having a steady inventory, like basically get a listing, sell a listing, get a listing, sell a listing. Sometimes even before I got the listing officially, I sold it. So... 
What I'm much more comfortable with, what I feel is a much better market, and I'm recording this outside, so you're going to hear all kinds of noises and possibly somebody swearing either in general or at me. And if that's the case, then uh, again, you, you get that for free. You don't even have to pay extra. So basically what I'm trying to uh, say here is that the best perfect market as far as I'm concerned, is one where I've got between five and 10 listings on the market. And that means that they're sitting on the market. They're not selling overnight. They're not selling in multiple offers. By the way, if you're concerned about part of the problem, part of the problem is who I call the fire starters, because there's a lot of them out there. And the fire starters are the ones who are listing uh, a property that they know is a million dollar property, but they're listing it at $699. Um, I'm not doing that. And I refuse to do it. And of course, it's probably cost me a lot of money to do that. But I'm not going to contribute to that just because everyone's doing it. And I actually even saw and it blew my mind when I saw this in the newspaper is I saw one Toronto agent say that it's it's just what you know it's just, it's something to do with it's just it's just the code and it just creeped me out when I read this and this is this is in a newspaper recently I can send you the article it just creeped me out that anybody says it's just code people just know this is how it goes no no they fucking don't they don't know how this is how it goes because a lot of people when they see a 699 they're still expecting that because there's nothing on the price that says that this is an offer date or this is an auction date it just says that and then it's hidden away in the broker notes which is also very cowardly and bullshit so again those of you who are hiring the fire starters the ones who are you know bragging about hey i just sold a place over asking two hundred fifty thousand dollars over asking Yes, it's going to happen. And sometimes, again, depending on who the seller is, they're going to demand that it's done that way. Uh, but whenever possible, I'm going to ins insist that my clients, especially right now, understand the importance of having, uh, again, the proper pricing before they even hit the market and focus on the people who are qualified for the intended price, not the, you know, people who are two or three or $400,000 away. Um, I just don't think that's either a good waste. It's, it's a waste of time, a waste of energy. And there's a lot of people, sometimes as many as 80% of those bidders are not going to be qualified for the property. So that's part one. So again, I would believe that having between five and 10 listings on the market and actually taking, and this is, this is the part that might confuse people, that actually take about three weeks to sell. And that's really when I look back at what the optimum market time is, where the best results that I've seen for my clients uh, who've jumped into the market, people who did not, again, make any bad decisions, they didn't overpay, they didn't feel like that, you know, they didn't, that remorse didn't kick in on either side is once the property is on the market for two or three weeks without an offer date, priced correctly, and if it takes two or three or let's say four weeks, I, I use 21 days because that's the number that I'm comfortable with. Um, I would say that we're in a pretty good market if we go back to having a market that takes three weeks on average for a place to sell, 21 days, priced correctly, no, um, artificial bidding wars. If they happen, they happen, but no artificial bidding wars, which is basically the price setting uh, super low. And of course, you know, pulling in a bunch of people that again, either have no business bidding or, or don't want to be bidding. So that's really what it comes down to. 
So I hope this has been helpful. And if you've got any comments or any, any suggestions that you want to add to that, uh, I'd love to hear them. Paul.Indrigo at c21.ca or you can even reach me by text or call 416-823-2705. Thanks so much and have a great day.